Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Week 7 edition of the Baby Bowl Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing Over on Twitter, and I'm fired up because we're recording on a Wednesday night. That means I get to watch Thursday night football without interruption, without anything. Me and my daughter are going to camp out in front of the old television. We're going to watch Thursday night football. I just hope the Denver Broncos aren't on this week, Rob. That's what I'm really hoping, So, because I get to enjoy it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like they're on <laughs> twice a week and every time it's prime time. So, yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully tonight or tomorrow night uh, we will avoid that. I think they're going to London sometime <clears throat> too, soon as well. So it's going to be really oh, – what are we doing? What are we cooking up? I don't know what we're cooking up, but it doesn't make it to the dinner table for very long. Uh, you know what else, Rob? I am really fired up. We're doing it on Wednesday night. It's late. I don't – and you and the winner from last week have just got my time zones really confused. So it feels like I'm way past bedtime. I, I We usually record late anyways, but now we're starting like a half hour later. So this is going to get real crazy, real wonky, real wacky. Uh, wonky is as my guy Jacob Dunn would have told me uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting for sure. And yeah, that was that was that was more my fault than anything. Um, no. I got I got basketball on on Wednesday nights. Although that switches um, starting in November, it's Tuesday nights, so I'll have Wednesdays and and uh, Thursdays free. But yeah, it's actually kind of nice too, because um, for me, because my mom is flying in tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so because um, our our son's birthday is this weekend, so he's got we got his birthday parties all ready to go and and then everything so people are coming in from out of town and things and to celebrate his birthday so yeah she's coming in coming in tomorrow so grand uh, kind of works grand, out grand grandmama norton that's what i would call her because you are the daddy <laughs> of the baby bowl i guess she's the grandmama of the baby bowl uh and your wife is the mama of the baby bowl uh, that's what i always that i always say uh, you can follow rob norton on, t- on twitter at norton 0723 over there on twitter you can follow me at loafing on twitter and you can follow the show at fi today with a little underscore and you can follow week number six champion over on twitter at ryan the rye bread that's it at ryan the rye bread isn't it ryan ryan hawk how are you today ryan Hey, I am doing well. Thank you for having me on here. Third time. Third time's the charm, so it feels good. Uh, I actually think my at has changed since then, so oh, really? thank you for catching that for me. Yeah, my, you got it right. You got it right, so appreciate that. I don't get, I don't get a lot of things wrong, Ryan. I don't know. At least I don't admit to it. Yeah, that's, I love it. I, I had I had a new intro. I, I'm gonna have to wait to save the intro, uh, Rob and Ryan. I'm just because I, I had it, but I forgot about it because I was I was kind of rushed here at the end. I didn't think I was gonna be able to pull up Skype. Actually, it was I was having some technical difficulties, and then you called in. Ryan Ryan called Rob and called Rob. All the RNs were just flustering me last week. But Ryan, I don't know how you keep winning at Baby Bowl. You have got to have some type of strategy. I have finished second maybe once, maybe twice, top three a couple of times, something like that. But I have never finished first. And Rob, I don't even think you've finished first in all of these weeks that we've done this. But Ryan, you've done it now three <laughs> times. Is that right? Yep. Once every season. I mean, it's such a great streak. And uh, I believe if I hit five, I should get some type of award. Um, I don't know what it would be, but uh, that's my goal now is to hit okay. five now. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to think of something for sure. Uh, you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, you, you reminded me because I I got to update the uh, the league records page in the uh, in the in the discord because I'm pretty sure um, I think you're the only the second person maybe who's won three times, maybe third person who's won three times uh, uh-huh. ever. So, wow. so, yeah, you're going to get your name up there on the on the leaderboards. Yeah. Well, that, Has anyone like a, done it three different seasons, though? 
I don't think so. I think I think you're the first one to do it three different seasons. I love it. Yeah, you know, like a T-shirt or something. That would have been a good thing, wouldn't it? it? Was, but, right, yeah. I'll take a T-shirt. Yeah, that'd That's cool. true. That's true. It could be in the works. Oh, <laughs> hello. hello. Hey, Ryan, I don't know how you do it, though. You're not letting me, you, you avoided the question. A good host doesn't okay. let the person avoid the question. I ask how you do it. What's your strategy right. in doing so? Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's a few things I do. I, I First off, you know, I build my core, and I got this from Rob. I, I, I can't take all the credit. You know, you look for the stack. You find the stack. Where do you think is going to be the highest scoring game? And and, and just build your lineup around that. Uh, in the baby boy, you got to consider things. Uh, you got to consider things like uh, using your best player, though, like using that stack when it's going to be a great game. I mean, if you see, I got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Uh, who did they play? You know, that's where I'm going to save them for that week. Right. Okay. okay. I don't remember who they played. It was the Chiefs, right? Chiefs. Yeah, it was Chiefs. Yeah, it was Chiefs. That's why. So it's like, of course, you got to save Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs until then. Right. Well, that's the big money game, right? Uh, that's 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 the big money game that where they were out for revenge too. Very good mm-hmm. strategy. I liked it. And yes, you had Josh Allen in there. Gave you 26 baby bowl points. You, you put Eno Benjamin in there. A really disappointing game, I guess. But uh, that goes to that backup running back theory, Rob, that I always use. It's like, okay, yeah, we got to use them, but we don't use them. And I think last week I threw three of them in there at the same time. I don't know if you consider Daryl Henderson a backup running back or not, but uh, I, I considered the guy from Indianapolis. Oh, I had his name right there on the tip of my tongue. Forgot his name. What's his name? Deion Jackson, right? Right. Deion Jackson, yeah. Look at that guy. Look at me. You're impressed. I know you are. But I put all three <laughs> of those guys in there as running backs. Uh, Deion Jackson succeeded. Eno Benjamin did not. He gave you only 10 baby bowl points last week, uh, Ryan. And then you put Alvin Kamara in there, 18 baby bowl points. I, I think that that's probably, Ryan, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's probably his ceiling this year, it feels like. It feels like around 20 points is is Kamara's ceiling just because he's sharing so many touches back there, not sure of the quarterback situation, and, and he even gets vultured down there at the goal line. Yeah, and you know, that, that was actually the reason I chose him. Another strategy I use is the law of averages. So aside from when I'm choosing my top people, you know, I look at guys who've got this high potential but have maybe underperformed for the past couple weeks. What I saw with Kamara, and now this didn't come true, is uh, he's yet to score a touchdown on the year. I said, yeah. I said, Kamara, I said, he's got to score this week. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy when you think about it. Uh, you put Pittman in there with 26, 26 baby ball points. Travis Kelsey, 24 baby ball points for you. Nico Hardman at 13 baby ball points. Very good lineup there. I like that. And your, your winning formula, though, was stacking up Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs, who gave you 31 baby ball points. Rob, I got a question for you because you're doing really good in um, uh, all your stuff over there on Fantasy Pros where you're doing the rankings and everything, and you got a whole bunch of people. I'm going to have you plug all your different works and all your different outlets now because you got you got a hundred of them right now, Rob, it feels like to me. <laughs> but uh, you, you, do you think Stephon Diggs, at the end of the year, is going to be the number one receiver? Uh, we had a lot of things about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, of course, is the number one receiver, it feels like, because he gets so many targets each week. And he did everything. He won like the triple crown of receiving last year. Justin Jefferson, we had a lot of hype and a lot of talk about him going into the season, but he's had a couple of dud weeks. Stephon Diggs has has each week done something and done it pretty good, you know? And then he has these big breakout games against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I started thinking, boy, is he going to be the number one receiver year end? You know, he definitely has the possibility. Uh, it was funny, heading into the year, um, people were kind of like, I mean... Off him considering, I mean, he was still a 
pretty much consensus top five receiver, but you know, people were pushing him to five, six sometimes. Um, and they, but they didn't realize, like, I mean, just two years ago, he was the number one receiver. And then last year, even though it was a quote unquote down year, if you look at it, he had, he was like near the league lead in red zone targets. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I mean, a lot of his numbers, like he just underperformed and Josh Allen even underperformed a little bit last year too. So, um, yeah, I had him. I had him fourth heading into the year, um, and I thought I thought basically any of the top five were were pretty much contenders to go uh, to be finished as the wide receiver one overall. And I I would I would move him to third though. Right now, I, I would still take Cup and Jefferson over over him, but I would ha- I'd move him above Chase personally. Yeah, I was a little concerned about him too with Gabe Davis and all the hype coming in there. And of course, Gabe Davis's big finish last year at the end of the season. Uh, but Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs both look like they've taken a step forward. And I think that the biggest beneficiary of not having that big slot, re- slot receiver, because McKenzie really hasn't taken over that role and Crowder being injured, has been Stephon Diggs more so than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis seems to be that real deep threat right now. And, and, uh, Josh Allen can throw it a hundred yards, a hundred yards. I mean, I, 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 I heartbeat. And then some, uh, you think he's the best quarterback in the league this year, Ryan, uh, Josh Allen by far. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's, he's just, he's got it all. He's the full package. You know, initially he had the rushing and, and, and I really had my doubts in terms of like his accuracy and controlling that arm, but man, I mean, he's just gotten to be one of the most accurate passers in the league. Biggest arm runner still can run the ball and and big so you ain't too worried about injuries with him i mean he'll he'll probably be the qb1 overall on the air i think so too i i think i made a mistake last week rob as you get those uh leaderboards built up here for us just to give us the top 10 uh right now who are in the baby bowl as of week number six anyway going into week number seven we're going to talk about all these different games here looking for baby bowl booms and baby bowl busts on the schedule that we have coming up this next week week number seven uh but rob i i had kyler murray and stuff i I thought they were doing much better against that seahawk defense it just didn't work out for me at all i I was kind of stacking those guys up a little bit i think i put kyler murray in there zach Ertz in there and they just didn't do anything against the seahawk defense i tried your theory ryan and and it didn't work out for me last week (laughs) it's it's funny because you know that is somewhat of the risk of doing it um because obviously you know if that game as a whole doesn't doesn't produce i mean then you're you're really in trouble um and that game was you know, definitely that game was definitely a letdown. I thought for sure it was going to be. Yeah. I thought like I played a a lot of those guys all, all throughout a lot of my uh, DraftKings lineups, and wasn't wasn't a great great week for me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, it was it was that game was really really strange to me. Yeah, it really was. Uh, we've seen Seattle give up so many points and score so many points, and then yeah. they did nothing. Neither team did anything. I think yeah. they took the week off. Uh, well, all right, uh, tell us the leaderboard there, Rob, if you don't mind. So yeah, in first place we still have uh, Jeff Milner at Geek underscore Mill holding down in first place with seven seventy one point seven eight. In second we have a new second place is my wife seven thirty nine point five. Um, in third we have Coupe Fiasco seven thirty five point seven six. Fourth we have Britt Flynn seven thirty four point eight four. Five we have Dan Gillis. 1973, 725.84. Six, we have Chris Stankowski, 720.98. Seventh place is myself, uh, 720.72. Eighth is uh, my buddy Josh Jacobs, is uh, at Mr. Riddick, 
ninth is uh, Juan Sines at KBD Cards, 711.96. And 10th is Kevin Tompkins at K Tompkins II, 694.72. Is your wife scared at all that the returning champ is right is breathing right, breathing right down her neck right now? Is she's at number two? He's at three. Is 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 she scared at all? No, she's been talking a lot of smack, and she's uh, no, you lie. Wa- walking uh, up on the uh, house, acting acting confident, telling <laughs> telling me I don't know my my stuff, and that she's the defending champ doesn't matter to her. And no, no, she she uh, she's she's honestly pretty shocked that she's doing so well. So she's even. It's it's funny because she's she's even told me like there's there's been a few weeks so far where she's looked like she had a chance at winning the week. Mm-hmm. And then she said, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to come onto that podcast. So like, what am I going to, what am I going to say? She's like, I'm just going to tell him like, Hey, I picked this guy because I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She hasn't finished in the top. She hasn't finished top. Uh, the She hasn't won a week yet, Ryan. Uh, and that is kind of interesting, but her name is always up there close, you know, in that, that top something or another uh, week in and week out. But uh, Ryan, I didn't hear your name in the top 10. You're coming for it though, right? Yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised uh, because I think I I was pretty well. I I I was a little bit close to winning last week. I just needed like a decent Monday night, and, and yeah. Waller just hurt his hammy uh, and and didn't do anything. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire also didn't show up for the game. I, I had a really really good Sunday and not and and then so I didn't miss out there. So I'm coming. Uh, I'm surprised. I won a week, so now getting in the top ten is the next task. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I was gonna say you're only uh, less than thirty points back of tenth place. So yeah, well it. that it's great. Yeah, nice reminiscing with both of you about how I'm nowhere near the top ten. So I don't <laughs> even. Know. Hey guys, let's get into week number seven here. But before I do, Rob, tell us that you have some new ventures going on, right? You you've got a a, a new outlet besides Last Word on Sports. Yeah. So um, last week, um, I think it was actually maybe last last weekend or so um uh chris dell i'm not sure if you're familiar with him um he's his twitter is at mad journalist and uh he um he reached out to me asked me if i had some time and wanted to give me a call and talk to me about some things and um so he he he, we after we were talking he um asked me if i wanted to join up do some do some uh, freelance work for uh, his site, Betting Predators, and uh, mostly focused on on DraftKings, DFS, more more of a GPP centric, more of a tournament centric kind of like. Each week, I pretty much will go, um, you know, kind of into my my process and theory into how I build tournament lineups, give different stacking options, different players that are going to give you good leverage on, on the field and, and players that I'm going to use more than the, more than the consensus on, uh, in tournaments. And then, uh, you know, afterwards on, on uh, Monday or so it'll, I'll do a recap article, um, basically kind of recapping that a little bit, as well as just the, the overall, like the Millie maker, um, and big tournaments, like which players, performed or didn't perform what kind of trends and takeaways we have moving forward sure i like that i like the hindsight look too you know what i mean like that's Mm. important Uh, i've started looking Mm. at that more and more this year just how people build their lineups and and how they've concentrated those efforts in building those lineups that that finish in first place or maybe the top five or something like that in the different contests that i rank Mm. in just just to see what i did wrong possibly and learn from there (laughs) from what they've done and ryan i noticed too with you at ryan the rye bread over on twitter and and uh, at Ryan the 
rye bread is R-Y-B-R-E-D, all right, at Ryan yep. the Rye Bread, over at the Hawk's Nest of Peak Performers. I, I noticed something on there for a YouTube channel that you have going on where you like to, at the Hawk's Nest, seek to empower people to pursue their passions. I like that, Ryan. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a podcast I've been wanting to get in the works for for a while. That's uh, really based on on uh, work I've been doing or or my studies, which are in sports psychology. So I'm finishing up my I, I finished all my classes, finishing all that up. So I just want to get a bunch of uh, people who like it like it says that are uh, high performers in their fields, and you know we just want to talk about what they do, how how they're uh, uh, able to to just perform well and do well by, by doing stuff they're passionate about. And, uh, Rob was on the show. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan reached out to me and, uh, was definitely glad to help out. Uh, I'm really happy to help out. And I was, uh, you know, pumped for him and, uh, you know, cause I, ever, since, uh, since starting at last word, uh, Ryan was already there. So I got to know him mm-hmm. through that. And then obviously through baby bowl and things. So I was, I was excited for him. You know, we had a good, good conversation. So I'd, I'd definitely suggest people go check out that, that, uh, his podcast, his YouTube channel and, uh, see what it's all about. Hawk's Nest of Peak Performers. Check that out. And Ryan, you have you have those uh, subscribers there, and you just got one more, my friend. So uh, <laughs> you just got you. one more. I, I, check it out over there on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to this show as well. Share it with your friends. Like it. Leave a comment. Leave a review, even if it's a bad one. Even you know, even if it's a bad review, I could take a, I could take bad medicine. I could take that. <laughs> hey, week number seven though, guys. A big big slate for us here because we get to cover the Thursday night game. I think that this one might be a little bit better than the one we've had the last couple of Thursday nights. And as we look for baby bowl booms and baby bowl busts here, Ryan, I'm going to ask you this question. You played uh, Alvin Kamara last week. This week, New Orleans is going to Arizona. This is a game that seems to me like uh, Arizona never lets up the big pass play. Their defense is a little bit underrated, especially that secondary. But I think you can get them through the ground. I, I think that's how you can get, attack this team. And so to me, this looks like a good Kamara game. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't used Kamara yet, I I feel like this, like, yeah, he had his, what, 18 or so points last week. I mean, he could probably have more this week. This could even be one of his best games of the season. So now has me questioning, ah, did I use him at the wrong time? (laughs) No, no. I I think 20 is like his ceiling. I think 20 is his ceiling. Of course, we could always see that four or five touchdown game from Alvin Kamara as well. But I think that 20 is right around his ceiling. Uh, With with Marcus Brown, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown being out, Rob, Hopkins is back on a short week, though, I don't know. New Orleans is a really tough defense to me, and I don't know if I really want to play DeAndre Hopkins this week or a Kyler Murray stack. I know I'm not touching Arizona, Carls. I'm glad they're one and done off of my roster, buddy, after what they did to me last week. But what are you thinking this week for Hopkins' return, Rob? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I probably would like to avoid it, avoid Hopkins this week and just, just see how he does returning. Um, I do expect him to be fine. Uh, especially with Hollywood out. So, and I, I don't mind, like, I honestly don't mind this matchup because I do think it's, you know, it's got a D it doesn't have a real high over under. Um, I think it's 44 is what I was seeing. And then, mm-hmm. um, but it is in a dome. It's to, you know, Arizona's a fast paced team. Um, I think I'm not sure on the reports with Lattimore cause I think he missed last week. Right. Um, yes. mm-hmm. And I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the reports today, so I wasn't sure if he's he's going to be out or not. Um, I know New Orleans is going to be without 
Michael Thomas again uh, right. and Jarvis Landry. So, yeah, I mean, I I would prefer to not go to Hopkins the first week back, but I also don't think it's a it's a bad play. Okay, yeah, you know he's, he's going to do Hopkins. You know what you know what this week is though, guys. This is slipping under the radar, but it's something that I rem- that I've seen and I read. Oh, I knew. And going into this year, I was trying to keep my eyes open for it because I remember it from last season. Do you know what this weekend is? <laughs> I do Anybody? not. No. I do not. No, uh, tight end university weekend or whatever they want to call it. Mm. Uh, so where the tight ends are highlighted this weekend, they're going. Yeah, I think there's a donation too for every touchdown scored. Possibly, I think I've seen that one, or at least they're they're making a big deal out of it. You know, I've seen Kittle, I've seen Kelsey, I've seen those. So this is the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, October. I think that this is it. October. Uh, this is the weekend, October 23rd. So uh, this might be a Taysom Hill week, a Zach Ertz week. I think it's it's time to target tight ends, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody, you, one of you two, need to uh, use your little Twitter fingers and double check that and make sure I'm I'm saying it right. That it's this weekend, October 23rd. Now I'm scared it's the 28th, but I don't think that that's even the weekend. So this is a <laughs> this is a tight end weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's a weekend to play every single tight end you got. Put them in flex spots. Put them in every all over the place because last year, if I'm not mistaken, I went, what in the world are all these tight ends doing scoring touchdowns? And then we learned about it a little bit better. I think it's the third annual tight end weekend or whatever they want to call it. Wait, wait. There actually were more tight end scores that week when they called it tight end weekend? Or I think so. I in my in my I remember watching it on TV going, what in the world are all these tight ends doing scoring? Everybody is. And then it ended up being like tight end weekend or whatever they, you know, whatever they say. And then I was like, I gotta remember that for next year. And and this this is this weekend. That's interesting. That's very, very interesting. I didn't even know anything about it, to be honest with you. I did hear, I know that they're, I, I saw a commercial about like, uh, what's his name? Greg Olson uh, is going to be yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. And, and yeah. it's, I think, isn't it Kelsey and Kittle this weekend too? Yeah. It is. A Monday. Okay. Yeah, See? that's what it is. And and uh, Greg Olson's going to be there for that. Okay. Now it's all coming together here. Yeah, I'm telling you, use your little Twitter fingers, double check, fact check the old 50 year old man who can't keep up with what day of the week it is half the time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm almost positive it is. Anyway, Zachary, Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's the next, no, it's Cleveland at Baltimore is our next one here, guys. With this one, I know, Rob, you are really, really, really hoping that Cleveland wins this game. I know you're really hoping Cleveland wins this. Yeah. But to me, this has got a Baltimore victory written all over it. I don't like Cleveland that much. I think, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is right there on the precipice of being a, an elite quarterback in this league <laughs> if he would just hold on to the ball the last couple of minutes a lot of bad luck following Lamar Jackson around this year Rob yeah yeah it's uh I'm surprised they don't have a better record um honestly Cleveland should have a better record too it's been yeah. they had they had one of the most brutal losses a few weeks ago um they've had a couple heartbreakers it's it's pretty disappointing considering what they could be they could be Four and one, five and zero. Oh, well, I guess not. Let's not count the the Patriots yeah. one. That was a pretty pretty bad one. But yeah, they they could be sitting with one loss right now, and you know, set up pretty well uh, heading forward towards the playoffs. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna probably turn into another lost year. So we're used to it here in Cleveland. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it's I I I expect Baltimore to. Uh, do pretty much whatever they want, I guess. I mean, the Browns' defense has been uh, run all over uh, pretty much this year, and uh, I mean, the the Ravens' running game with the running backs, like Dobbins has been banged up. He's tweaked tweaked his knee uh, 
last week. Drake had an awesome game. Uh, Gus Edwards is supposedly going to be coming back. But um, it seems like no matter which one of that group they have, and along with Lamar, they should be able to do whatever they want on the ground. With a baby bowl boom uh, eye on things, Ryan, should we be looking at a Josh Jacobs? I mean, it, it, last week was a huge week for him. I guess it just depends on whether or not Dobbins and them are back. Wait, wait, wait. Which running back? I said Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not <laughs> Kenny Drake. It's little Oh, Kenny Ken Drake. Former Drake. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide guys. They, they're all the same in my yeah. Uh, that's funny. You know, I actually am kind of kicking myself because I picked up uh, Kenyon Drake uh, weeks ago uh, before Dobbins came back. He wasn't really doing much. I dropped him, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I said, "Man, I'm feeling Kenyon Drake this week." Like, if y'all want a dart throw, um, I I might go for him because uh, I heard Dobbins isn't practicing. If he plays, it may not be much. Uh, you could, and and Justice Hill, he was serving as the backup, and and he's been banged up. This could be Kenyon Drake's backfield this week. It it really could. I mean, you never know. It really could. He always performs well. Those I don't. I just think that we've got all the miles out of his tires that we get for him this year too. You know what I mean? Like it seems like the four, the three or four quarters we got out of him last week is about all the gas he has in the <laughs> tank for an yeah. entire year now. At this point, you know, just like Latavius Murray, watching him run around out there on the field last week, I'm going, oh, well, this is a great half for Latavius Murray. He's played one full game between the Saints and the Broncos. Now that's all we got. That's all. All the gas in the tank right there i don't know man i i had heard i think before last week's game that that um kenyan drake said that he kind of like for like this was the week where he felt good you know <laughs> this was the week he felt like he was he was out of injury like he was recovered from the injury and then he went and had a good game so i'm like i don't know man because kenyan drake he looked pretty pretty solid with the raiders uh you know as a raider fan i know before getting hurt um you know they didn't use him a ton but yeah, um, it, it could be a Kenyan Drake week if you want something cheap and you want a little dart throw out there. Okay, you heard right. it here. You heard it here. For now, we're breaking news, <laughs> Rob Norton. We're breaking news over here on the Baby Bowl. I'm I'm telling you things about tight end university, and we're telling you about Kenyan Drake. You got anything you you'd like to add to your Baby Bowl program, Rob Norton? I got to step my game up, and with all this breaking news, I I didn't I didn't come <laughs> as well prepared as I should have apparently. <laughs> All right, next game, we got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Rob, I found some Baby Bowl busts possibly here. Mm. And I know this looks like a Baby Bowl boom game, Rob, to a lot of people. But let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something, mister. The team that is letting up the third least amount of points, I hope I said that right, are the Carolina Panthers to quarterbacks. All right? That's mm. how Brady. And and that's going to affect wide receivers. That's not going to affect Kate Otten because he's a tight end. We all know tight ends are going to succeed this weekend. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, you know, is it going to be a Leonard Fournette game? Then Carolina is one of those weird little teams, dude, that just kind of makes everybody come down to their level. It seems like as far as their their output goes, is that how I'm reading this game right, Rob? Or are you really big on Tampa Bay this weekend? Um. I'm kind of torn because I, I do I do I think a lot of it goes into game script the fact that they're losing games so teams uh, mostly you know don't have to they let off the gas in terms of throwing the ball um, so it'll depend basically to me it's almost like Tom Brady if he's gonna do well he's gonna have to get the points early he's gonna have to be the reason they get up um, but I I do think it's better a better game for Leonard Fournette um, I think Leonard Fournette's a good play in this in this one um, I don't think Tom Brady's bad. Uh, a bad play uh, just because 
they do have a 25 and a half implied team total, uh, which is one of the better ones on the slate. So, so it's, it's, it's hard to really be too down on, on the quarterback for a team like that. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all though, if, if what you're saying how it happens where they uh, get out to a huge lead and they just kind of coast. Okay. All right. Well, that, uh, that's possible. That's possible is what I'm thinking. Uh, all right. For you, whenever you look at this one, Ryan, I, I know we can play Christian McCaffrey every single week, but against that Tampa Bay defense, doesn't he fall more to the baby bowl bust category instead of the baby bowl boom category? A hundred percent. I mean, and, and this is a situation where baby bowl, like you might want to save Christian McCaffrey for another week. You know, you, if you're going to use that high power guy out there, you don't want to use him against this Tampa Bay defense, you know, just, just save him, keep him, uh, keep him in bubble wrap, uh, and, and hope he doesn't get hurt. This isn't his week, but, uh, I wouldn't use him this week. Okay. All right. I don't know when we're going to use anybody. What the quarterback situation looks really bad. Rob, I don't know if you you had a chance yet to listen to the DFS Dreamer podcast or you, Ryan, as far as that's concerned over there on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. But uh, one of the things I was looking at the quarterbacks and I was looking at who's passing for the most yards and all that stuff. And I started getting into the QBR ratings a little bit there. And I was asking Pierre about it. And then I said, Pierre, do you know who has the lowest QBR of all the players in the league? And Pierre said somebody, and and it wasn't him. Joe Flacco was second worst, Rob, in the league. Second worst was Joe Flacco at like a 30% QBR. But I'll say this, Rob, in my defense, Joe Flacco had 300 yards per game as well, which was the mm-hmm. second highest compared to only Josh Allen. So yards per, only three games, but still, say something for Joe Flacco. The lowest QBR in the league is Baker Mayfield. Now, keep in mind, I, I said Joe Flacco had a 30-something QBR, which a lot of players were kind of stuck in that 30 hole. Baker Mayfield had a 15 QBR. Oh, yikes. He was, he was brutal. He was brutally bad this year. It's, just, it's frustrating uh, as a person who is extremely high on DJ Moore. Um, it's just like... I, I I just didn't see this coming. I like I thought Baker Mayfield. I mean, so far like he, his rookie year in Cleveland, he was good, or at least solid. Then he was pretty good after that. He was he was and he was basically pretty good or about average to above average in almost every metric, aside from when he was hurt. So my thought was, well, now you're gonna get to go to Carolina. DJ Moore is gonna get this guy who is average to above average when he's been playing with the worst QB in the league in Darnold. But wow, <laughs> I didn't see, I did not see this coming and it's been, it's been bad. It has been. And so we're, we're staying away from a lot of Carolina Panthers. And that might be even a good week to stay away from Tampa Bay Buccaneers players as well, because it feels like a get right week. And I said that about the Los Angeles Rams last week against Carolina. But like I said, they just seem to pull people, drag people down to their level each and every week. Maybe that won't happen to Tom Brady, but I don't know. How, how many more people can he yell at? I don't, I don't know. Atlanta Falcons <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals. 47 and a half point total is this one, Ryan. And, and you had that stacking up ability. 
Would this be one of those games where you start stacking up Cincinnati Bengals players left and right? And I will remind you of this. I just sent something to you guys on our little group chat feed that we had before the show uh, over on Twitter so you guys can verify about this whole tight end weekend that, I, that I'm talking about here. This is a Hayden Hurst revenge game against Atlanta as well, along with the tight end thing. So you got to factor that in too. But are you t- stacking up Cincinnati Bengals or any Atlanta Falcons this week, Ryan, if you had the potential to? It's it's not a bad idea. Um, I'm still a little bit nervous on the, on the Falcons putting up points and, and it really being like a, a shootout that we're hoping for. But uh, it's it's not a bad week to do so. Okay, I, you know it, they have a 30 point implied total. If I said that right, Ryan, uh, I, I could be saying it wrong. To me, too, Atlanta is one of those weird teams, though, that always helps people get down to uh, their level instead of, you know, playing. I can't believe they beat the 49ers last week soundedly. Sound, I mean, they had right. a 14-point lead going to the last minute of the game, it, soundedly. And, yeah. and, and you, I, 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 49ers aren't your team, right? I know you're in California, but they're not out there in your neck of the woods. They're not your team. No, 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 no. Raiders fan here. I, I, I don't hate the 49ers like many do that are actually Bay Area fans. I'm actually in San Diego, uh, so I don't I don't hate them. But no, I'm not a 49ers fan at all now. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, baby bowl bust, Rob. Do you see any baby bowl bust in this game that you just wouldn't want to play, even though they might have good projections or people might want to have the, you know, the audacity to play them this week going against either one of these two teams? Hmm. Um. No, honestly, I, I really like this game environment in, in general. <clears throat> I like... Uh, you I know like, it's not in a dome, right? Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. It's a, that's, that's, that's the one downside. The, the only downside of this game right now for me. Um, but, I mean, I would steer clear of the running backs for Atlanta. Um, yeah. it's, been, it's been pretty weird. Like, they, they've run a ton. I mean, they've run... Like Mario yeah. throwing like 15 passes a game or something. It's just ridiculous when. So, they, but instead they decide to run 30 times with they. They have the thing that's so crazy to me, which I guess I can't really knock it too much because they're winning and they're they're competing. So, it is what it is. But I mean, you have Drake London and and Kyle Pitts and and instead you run 30 times with Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, I guess hey, they're what three and three so they're doing something at least yeah, semi right yeah and, and cordial patterson he should be expected back in the next couple of weeks damian yeah, williams though too as well if i'm not mistaken he he's due back any day now i don't know if he's going to be able to play or not we saw him have that one good run with the kansas city chiefs but you know i and i, I love that run i love seeing the little guy like that being able to succeed, but then I got to remember in the back of my head that it's Andy Reid's system. Andy Reid can produce a lot of good running backs in his system if given the opportunity, which kind of has me scared about CEH, right, in dynasty formats for the rest of the year because he just hasn't ever been able to flourish in an Andy Reid system. And we've seen so many, so many running backs be able to do that. So uh, anyway, I, I just think about Damian Williams as well, too. So I, I like that. Okay. All right. Good. M- Detroit at Dallas. Dak Prescott's first game back, Ryan. Uh, are you scared, or will you play him at Bay Bowl if you if you want to, or are you are you a little more hesitant because it's his first game back? Yeah, a hundred percent. I I just never like to use a player their first game back. You know, you you just really want to see like what's it about, like how did they rush themselves back, didn't they? I am not uh, messing with Dak this week. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So be a little bit hesitant there. I look at it as being, Ryan, a really good running week for them. Um, 
mm-hmm. against that Detroit Lion defense. They've had a bye week, and, and Detroit coming off the bye week, maybe they're a little bit sluggish or whatever. But regardless of whether or not they're sluggish, they still line up for a really good rushing week. I think they're 31st in the league in uh, the DraftKings points given up to running backs anyway. So that's really good outlook for Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard. I don't know which one to play, but honestly, I- I'm thinking about playing them both, Ryan. Yeah, it's one of those weeks, you know, you've seen that both of them can have good weeks. And and a lot of times this, I, I mean, may, maybe not explosive weeks, maybe from Zeke, but you really see that for the most part, when one of them does good, they both kind of do good. And this is one of those weeks where, where you might slot them both in. Yeah, it, it sounds like a crazy idea, Rob. And I, I know you would stop me from doing it. It's just, <laughs> you know, letting your wife beat me each week anyway. Uh, so, so you'd stop me from doing that. But what about you? Do you see any big, big baby bull booms on the maybe the Detroit side? Or is this Dallas defense just too tough to even let a team coming from that far behind with the, you know, what the, what the game script kind of looks like to be to be fantasy relevant? So, yeah, I, I love this game. Um okay. I I just love like Dallas is, is definitely Dallas is real is a good defense. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they take a lot of chances. Um, Trayvon Diggs, especially like he's a cornerback that just loves to take chances. So he can get burned for a ton of yards, um, which I kind of love it because then that that those games turn into shootouts more often. If, if he's getting burned or the defense is taking chances and they let up a, a couple big plays here and there. Um so yeah, I don't mind playing uh, Amon or St. Brown. Uh, he's, I mean, it's a it's a little, little uh, worrisome just because he'd been he's been banged up recently too. Um, but I don't mind playing him, like stacking him up in in a game, like a game stack with him, C.D. Lamb. Um, I wouldn't love. I, I don't love Jared Goff. So I guess that okay. one I'm a little bit down on. But with with when it comes to Dak. I do love Dak this week, but I, I also do have that worry. Like Ryan said, it, it never feels good playing a guy who's been out with an extended absence in the first week back. Um, so I don't, I don't think I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to do it <laughs> in baby bowl. Um, but I do think it's a, a great like setup because that, as you mentioned, that Detroit defense, they've, they've been in a ton of shootouts this year because the defense cannot stop people and the offense can score enough to keep the game close enough. So um, I would not be surprised if we looked about, looked up at the end of the end of the uh, game and Dak had you know twenty five thirty points. Somebody asked me a question and it involved a trade and they sent me both the rosters. Hey, can you fa- help me figure out a trade with this because we got some trades going on here, some trade talk. And I said I would want to trade for Ezekiel Elliott. And I said, what? Ezekiel Elliott? He hasn't done that well this year. And I said, Yeah, I know, but he's got Detroit, he's got Chicago, then he has a bye week, then he has Green Bay, he has Minnesota. The Giants, Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville. The next four games, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota. He he can run up the good total right there. And and if Dak Prescott's back in the fold again, he starts playing quarterback the way we know Dak Prescott can, or at least uh you know get there anyway over the next couple of weeks. It's going to put Zeke in a lot of scoring opportunities where he's 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 done pretty well. He doesn't go backwards. He goes forward. He may not be able to get us the twenty or thirty yards like we used to like Ezekiel Elliott to be able to do. But man, you get him in that red zone or that green zone and he's going to be able to eat up whatever he wants to in that area rob i'm kind of thinking about getting zeke at a kind of a low price and then maybe even flipping him for something else later after he kind of produces really well over the next couple of weeks in my opinion yeah it's not a it's not a bad uh thought at all um the thing is is like like you said i mean most people 
are going to think to themselves, Zeke, like you said, they're like, Zeke, no, no way. And that's where, and that's where it comes in where you can probably get them cheap. Like, yeah. uh, most people don't want Zeke at this point. It probably wouldn't take a lot to, to get them. Um, you know, like you said, with Dak coming back, that should increase just the overall touchdown and, um, equity of the entire offense. Like they're, they're, they should move the ball better. They should score more points and they have great matchups. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could really work out if you take a chance and, and buy low on Zeke. Yeah, and then you can always say, ah, ha, 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 and if it does work out, you know, to the person you <laughs> traded for. Hey, exactly. uh, <laughs> Ryan, I got a question for you. One, baby bull boom. Give me a baby bull boom. Uh, and, and Saquon Barkley is off the board. The New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking Saquon Barkley because I'm taking the easy route. <laughs> but if you can find a baby bull boom out of the New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars, can you do that for me? Oh, man. I mean, you know, there, there is actually some options here. Uh, but you know who I like the best is, is going to be Travis Etienne. I mean, he's just been coming on stronger and stronger. feels like every week you're seeing uh, James Robinson, who I, I love the guy, but uh, just reducing his role. And if you're going to see Saquon Barkley run in the rock, this could be a running game. You know, we need uh, uh, my boy uh, Trevor Lawrence. He might want to just chill out a little bit, uh, get himself <laughs> right by handing the ball off. I like Travis Etienne a lot this week, and uh, I may actually play him myself. Okay, I I also like Wandell Robinson this week, Rob Norton, and and one of the reasons why is just because of that Jacksonville Jaguar defense. I think they're giving up the what six most fantasy points or DraftKings points to New York to to wide receivers, and so I look at the New York Giants wide receivers and I go, well, they're all pretty cheap. You know, got Wandell Robinson on DraftKings at forty five hundred, Darius Slayton at forty four hundred, and who knows who else is going to play. But Wandell's gotten a little goal line work and everything, and I think they'll be hanging out around the goal line this week. Yeah, he's after, definitely interesting. A uh, lot of upside. Uh, there was a lot of great metric. Like his target per out run rate was incredible. Um, he only played, I think it was like 25% of snaps and like ran like 10 routes or something like that total. So he's definitely got to get those up. I think it was more of a factor of being eased in. Um, our guy uh, Mario from the Dad Bod Squad, uh, yeah. Fantasy Squad, he loves Wandale Robinson. Um, so we've been we've been talking all day about Wandale Robinson. And um, so they, it basically the, the, the question was Wando Robinson versus Romeo dubs this week. Mm. And um, I had said dubs and uh, just cause I felt better about the snap counts and the, and the target counts and just the, the routes run and everything. And he's big on, on Wandale. So yeah, I think they're Wandale as long. So as long as, as long as you see the boost in uh, the snaps and routes, I, I think it's going to be a great spot for him. Um, the only thing is I, I just get a little nervous that since he only did play 25%, yeah. I don't know how much of a boost they're going to give him in this week. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's interesting. Yeah, and they definitely don't pass the ball as much in theory as the Green Bay Packers do. They right. may not have to pass the ball in theory as much as the Green Bay Packers will. But uh, and and Washington also gives up the number one, uh, the 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 biggest amount in DraftKings points to quarterbacks, and that's Aaron Rodgers, of course. And he's going to be hooking up with a wash with a different uh, receiver, Green Bay anyway. And one of those guys might be Romeo Dubs. So I kind of I don't know. I'm with you. I'm on the Dub side. Sorry, Mario. Didn't mean it. Sorry, Mario. <laughs> hey, but you know who's who's weak it is though. Evan Ingram. If it is tied yeah. in oh, uh, weekend, we this is revenge game week. He, uh, really, really, Jacksonville Jaguars don't defend the tight end very well. And just remember, Rob, that I also told you about, I ranked that Bellinger Bell 
first, I think, hmm. out of everybody in the league. So he doesn't get as many targets. As, but if I'm looking at this game, this is, this is a, uh, definitely an Evan Ingram game is what I'm thinking, too. As well. Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram revenge game. You can't go wrong on tight end on tight end weekend, too. <laughs> yeah. Oof, oh, boy. It's a sign. If you aren't playing Evan Ingram in baby ball, you're, you're just not playing right, I, I feel like, at this point. <laughs> He's going to drop a couple passes for old time's <laughs> sake. Probably. <laughs> Indianapolis at Tennessee, Ryan. This this one, of course, is close to home for me, right? Down here in the southern area. And Tennessee gets to see Matt Ryan sling that ball all over the place. He's, he, I think he, oh, no, he's second in the league in pass attempts. I think Justin Herbert is leading the league in pass attempts. Even though I don't know how Justin Herbert's not scoring fantasy points, but he's not. And Matt Ryan is scoring fantasy points a plethora. Would we? Would you like to play Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill, though, this weekend in Baby Bowl? Oh, man. I mean, neither of them sounds very appetizing, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the Matt Ryan appetizer or the... Neither. Neither. <laughs> If I had to choose one, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Um, you know, if, if, if it's like no other options out there, you know, I just feel like he's got a little bit more with weapons and, um, you know, give me that stack with, uh, uh, Pittman, although I already used Pittman myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. What about running backs? Rob, which one would you rather have a healthy? We're gonna, I'm gonna say just uh, Jonathan Taylor's gonna be healthy this weekend, or Derrick Henry. It's, it's it's you know if if they would give JT the same amount of receptions or at least targets that they gave Deion Jackson last weekend, I think JT would be in a whole other level, a stratosphere. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's so weird when we see stuff like that. I think it was just a combination of both Hines and JT being out. So then he kind of took over both roles. Um, I think if Hines would have been out there, we would have seen not anywhere near as much pass work for, for Deion Jackson. But so it's, that's, that's one thing that's always, always so strange to see when the backup running backs come in and then, then you get the whole, you know, all the, all the stuff about running backs don't matter and this and that. And, you know, it's, it always rages that, that debate rages on and on and on. But yeah, I, between, Henry and Taylor uh, this week. They're both both elite options, in my opinion. I I would lean actually Henry a little bit. He's starting to get more pass work uh, this year. Surprisingly, all of a sudden they've figured out that getting Derrick Henry out on the edge, running full steam at a at a small cornerback was is, is in their in, in their advantage. Um, yeah, yeah. As I used to say, it seems like a good idea. Seems like it for the past five years. So I don't know what they've been waiting on, but they're they're starting to do it more this year, and it's it's been encouraging. So I would lean Henry a little bit in this one. Ryan, would you? Uh, you already used Pittman. You said, would you like to start an Alec Pierce this weekend, or would you rather wait and let him get a little more seasoning under his belt? Is it still a little bit too young, uh, too early in the season for uh, starting such a young guy in the Baby Bowl? Is it kind of one of those things where you'd rather give him a little more time to play him? Yeah, that's that's a guy I totally would agree with on that. He's someone I'm looking at for late in the year. You know, once I start using all these studs, and you know, a lot of times I, I see the rookies catch on a little bit more. I actually played against Pierce in a league, and up until like that last minute, he had like two points, and I was so happy. I was like, yeah, man, I love Pierce, but not this week. And uh, then he went off and scored a touchdown and, and ended up with like 13. So, I, I, yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit longer for Pierce. 
Okay, that is Ryan the Rybred Hawk. Uh, it's, I changed up his name a little bit, so it's Ryan the Rybred over there on Twitter. And he has with him, uh, I say with him, he just has on his <laughs> avatar, if you go looking at it, he always changes it because he likes the NFT stuff, if I'm not mistaken. And this time he has a lizard person on there. It's a lizard person. <laughs> it's a little dragon. It's a, I don't know. I, don't, I ain't going to tell, tell everybody what the little dragon guy is doing there. But Ryan, how's the NFT world treating you nowadays? You know, I, I'm, I'm ingrained, man. I'm deeply ingrained into this NFT world. And uh, yeah, that NFT is an Algoana, which is uh, mm-hmm. supposedly one of the top projects uh, up on the uh, Algorand space. I, I, my favorite personal existence, you asked me, are Flemish Giants and uh, Fractal Monsters. None of you know what that is, but maybe some of our listeners will. And I actually <laughs> even uh, I write articles, too, uh, in fact. Okay. When you get some Anunnaki NFTs, let me know, all right? Anunnaki okay. NFTs. And if you don't know what Anunnaki's are, oh. then I'm really disappointed because, I, as you can tell, I trolled your Twitter account. I usually troll people's Twitter account if they have one just to be able to talk about the things that they like, ask them <laughs> some good questions. You know, that's what a good host, I think, is supposed to do. But mm-hmm. also, if if you don't know what Anunnaki's are, and you go to John F. Kennedy uh, college, isn't that where you're going? Or university? Is that where you're going okay, to? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you go and you don't know what Anunnaki's are, I'm really disappointed in you because if you tell me JFK something or another, I'm just thinking conspiracy world automatically is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh boy. So okay, I'm looking at this and it's like, what is this like Egyptian art right here? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to do a little research, but give me an Anunnaki NFT though. I'm ready for it. Okay. Rob, uh, make sure. Hey, by the way, make sure you check out Ryan's. Uh, new YouTube channel, Hawk's Nest of Peak Performers. He's trying to do some good things over there. And as you know, both of you know, whenever I close out the show, I always encourage people to try to make a positive impact in the world today. And I mean that sincerely. I think we need more and more of that, where we're trying to not only get the best out of us, but help others get the best out of themselves as well, Ryan. And so I, I really appreciate your your handle there. And I'm going to check out a couple of your videos whenever I have time to do so over there on YouTube. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So subscribe over to that and make sure you follow him. And don't forget to follow Rob Norton. He's got so many things going on now. He's on four or five different things. He's cheating on me, basically, is what he's doing. Uh, (laughs) He's getting all his great content out to everybody, not just here exclusively for the Baby Bowl, but all over the place. Uh, Check him over there at Twitter, at Norton0723. He always has a new article coming out, or he's making a new appearance on a podcast or a vodcast. I don't know what you call the the video things, Rob, but that's you got a lot of things going on, man, and I appreciate it. I wish more success to you in the future in this fantasy football community. Next game, Green Bay at Washington. I know I've already teased up a couple of these a little bit. This point total is only 41 and a half. 41 and a half, Rob Norton. And I know you know who I'm wanting to play out of this game. I know you know I, who I'm wanting to play in DraftKings, Baby Bowl, anywhere I can get a little bit of Heine. I'm always going to try to do so with uh, Heineke, that is, uh, over there with the Washington Commanders. He's starting this week. Am I crazy for wanting to start a Heineke? But you know, I just love them backup quarterbacks. It's not crazy. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Heineke is actually kind of a guy I liked. I actually liked him a little bit last year. What I saw, he he runs a little bit. Um, anytime you're a, a quarterback that can run a little bit, you, I'm I'm gonna like you more than the average average uh, person will. So, yeah, he it's not crazy. Obviously, game script looks like it'll probably be in their favor to be throwing a lot and a lot more dropbacks. So, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Uh, Ryan, do you remember the first time? 
that you saw Heineke play. And it was in the playoffs, I think, <laughs> against Tampa Bay. That had me off the sofa, man. I was, it was one of the first times in, in a long time that I had gotten off the sofa watching an NFL game, and I was just fired up. I was fired up watching him go out there. Remember how he drove for the touchdown and everything? That, that was nuts. And so I've always been a, a little bit of a Heineke fan. But at the same time, I don't know who he's going to necessarily throw it to because McLaurin has had kind of a, a, a so-so week. My friend Pierre uh, with the DFS Dreamers, he said that that they have a real good connection, Heineke and uh, McLaurin, and, and, and they already have some experience in-game with that connection as well. Oh, man, I agree. I was looking at that, and uh, yeah, man, reminiscing back to that Heineke game was was great. It's like, oh, that you know, he came in in the playoffs, but, you know, with McLaurin, I totally agree. He's had a disappointing year so far, so maybe a quarterback change is just what he needs to get back on track, you know, especially in his first game in there. Heineke's going to look to the guy who he knows best, which was McLaurin. Uh, this could be a good week to stack those two in Baby Bowl. Yeah, I could I could see that, and I could also see a resurgence. Who's the uh, uh, receiving running back out of the Washington backfield? Rob, who's what's his name? McKissick. Yeah, I, I think I think we could see a resurgence of McKissick. He's kind of fallen off, not sitting at McKissick levels anyway this year, just because Carson Wentz isn't necessarily a checkdown quarterback. But you think about Heineke always, you know, wanting to get rid of the ball maybe a little bit sooner and everything. And maybe I'm just saying maybe there could be a McKissick resurgence week here, but I also see a Robert Tunyon week in that Green Bay future, Rob. He had a lot of targets last week. If this is tight end weekend or whatever, I got to be thinking about playing some Robert Tunyon. Yeah. I like, I like Tunyon a lot this week. Uh, He had like, 12 targets or something like that 10 catches last week so yeah. um <clears throat> it's interesting I, i'm i'm i feel like maybe he was because he was coming off a major uh knee injury so I, w- I wonder if he started the season a little bit slow uh, a little bit rusty coming off of that and starting to get the swing of things because i kind of liked him heading into the year just because the the wide receiver room was ambiguous so we didn't know you know which guys to expect and tanyan was the guy that you know has been been uh there for a little while now so I, I think Tanyan can be, you know, a borderline like back end tight end one, like around the twelve, t- like tight end twelve area. Okay, all right, and and Ryan, I got to get your input here. I, I'm thinking about trying to trade for Aaron Jones as well in some leagues, or even a AJ Dillon, because surely they can't be this bad for the rest of the season, right? I mean, this is this this is we're not what we we're expecting at all coming into the season. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question, actually. And I was in the Baby Bowl chat because I had an offer of uh, somebody who really has been trying to pry Saquon away from me for weeks and and weeks, and and I wasn't budging. So I actually just traded for and then flipped uh, Aaron Jones. So I traded Saquon away for Cooper Cup and Aaron Jones, which I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I actually like Dylan. I think Dylan, and I've got my money banked on Dylan in the saddle, that Dylan's going to be the guy at the end of the year once we get cold and that uh, Aaron Jones, you know, he'll he'll still be Aaron Jones, but I, I don't know about his consistency overall is my worry with him. No, I, I agree with you. I, I hear what you're saying there. And I, I did like A.J. Dillon a little bit better going into the season just because I didn't have to spend as much to get part yeah. of that. And A.J. Dillon seemed to perform pretty well last season, too. And And this is something I've been thinking about, boys, as far as that backfield goes, because we all anticipated Aaron Jones getting all these targets that were freed up there with Devontae Adams being gone. But, you know, 
as I as I reflect on you know draft rooms and stuff like that that I was in and thinking back about the process and stuff going into this season, Devontae Adams may have been the reason why Aaron Jones could get any targets whatsoever because he still has a lot of targets. He's still running a, route, a lot of routes. And you look at Alan Lazard even not being able – nobody nobody's really busting loose there, Rob, with a definitive role taking over for Devontae Adams. And it seems like with Devontae Adams leaving, it's actually hurt Aaron Jones more than helped him. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I was I was pretty high on Aaron Jones heading into the year just because – all the the samples really that we've seen of Aaron Jones without um, Devontae Adams, he had seen a big spike in target share. So I was kind of expecting that, and uh, and it really hasn't like been what I've expected so far. He had that one spike game really, and then it's kind of been mediocre. Uh, other than that, so I still like him, um, but I I do think that you might be onto something there. I, I wonder if you know having Adams there kind of just opens up the entire offense. Spike game was against the Bears, so we got to throw that one out the window. Uh, next game, the New York <laughs> yeah. Jets at the Denver Broncos. I mean, can I tell you, I'm looking at Odd Shark, too, here for some of these odds, and this one's at a 38-point total. <laughs> oh, my. 38-point total. And, and Ryan, I'm going to tell you, right now, Odd Shark has one of these teams at 30 points, 29 points is their implied total here for one of these teams, or they're given their Sunday total. The other team is 16. Tell me who has... 29 and tell me who has 16 the jets or the broncos jets have 29 man behind that high-powered offense <laughs> that, that, it actually has them at 16 and it has the oh. broncos at 29 are they thinking russell oh. wilson's not going to play this game is that what they're is that <laughs> why? <laughs> Maybe. I, just, I, I don't know uh, looking at this though four and two jets going into the broncos Jets have got to be favored in this one, but they're not. This is almost a pickup game. The the Broncos are favored by one point here at this one, but the Jets surely are by by Sunday. This game they're going to be favored in this one, right, Ryan? Yeah, I'm. I was pretty surprised at that too. It's just it's one of those like name recognition games. I I think that might be a good one to to try to hang your hat on because nobody really believes in the Jets, and and you've got Denver despite being not good uh still russell wilson people think any week he's just going to turn that switch on but uh i I, i'm going with the jets in this game i I think they might run away with it 88 percent of the public right now is on the jets at that at that getting a point too oh wow it it just it it looks very funny what do you think rob about that game overall yuck (laughs) basically (laughs) i don't know i mean i like Brees hall i I, but Denver is a pretty tough defense overall. Um, I think they're tougher in the pass game than, than the run game, but they're still just a tough defense all around. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to be mostly trying to avoid that game uh, in general. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know if Russ is going to play or not. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be seeing a Brett Ripken uh, led offense. And yeah, and then Zach Wilson hasn't looked great so far either uh Brees hall has been you know the i i'm i'm to be honest with us i'm hoping they i'm i'm just cross my fingers that they put joe flacco back in there at least garrett wilson <laughs> garrett wilson was yeah. doing yeah. things and i have a lot of garrett wilson that could use jim joe flacco in, in his life so so yeah i don't know i mean it's it's uh, it's a gross game to me 
Yeah, you say you're avoiding it. Melvin Gordon's avoiding it. Russell Wilson's avoiding this guy. It's just crazy, too, what's going on there in Denver. I, I think that this is a steer-clear game uh, for Baby Bowl purposes altogether. I oh, I think yeah. we can find a better place to play a little Brees Hall. Next game up there on the board, guys, are is Houston and Las Vegas. Houston and Las Vegas. I think Houston, Ryan, gives up the most points to outside receivers right where Devontae Adams lines up. I think this is a great spot for Devontae Adams this week. I know he's got to be your guy. You probably went out and got a Devontae Adams jersey since you're a big Raiders <laughs> fan this year. What do you think about this game overall? And do you see any anybody who on the Vegas Raiders who is not a baseball boom? Who is not? Yeah. I mean, aside from Adams and, and Jacobs, you know, uh, you never really know who's going to be that guy this week. I mean, you had a couple of Matt Collins weeks when, when Renfro was out. Renfro really hasn't done what you want and uh wallers uh, from what i'm seeing from beat reporters wallers unlikely to play i don't yeah. think this is going to be the week waller comes back he himself said it's going to be tough for him so a little bit of uh not that i have no any inside uh <laughs> insider info but uh i i do get a lot more of the raider beat tweets than than some just as a raider fan Sure, sure. And if if Waller's not in there, I don't mind going to a Mac Collins. I'm not he, he has a questionable tag by him right now over on the drafting site. But he seems to be that big bodied receiver that Derek Carr has, has somewhat liked to throw a couple of deep shots to Ryan this year and also looks for him in the red zone right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that him and Devontae Adams necessarily have that great connection like Aaron Rodgers did, but Derek Carr's throwing the ball pretty deep and it's either going to Devontae or Mac Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're feeling dangerous, it, it's a, not a bad play. You know, he, he could give you nothing, but I mean, we did see against the Titans, he blew up and just had a huge game. So and and and, not, and a few other not bad games. So you know, he's getting the targets. Yeah, well, I like to pick wide receivers that don't give me any points, Rob Norton. So Matt Collins falls right there in that category. <laughs> I think Nico Nico Collins is also one of those guys who this week may not be able to do real well against Las Vegas. Las Vegas is uh, fifth best in not giving up points to anybody on DraftKings as far as a wide receiver goes. So it's kind of a tough matchup for these wide receivers and the quarterback then for Davis Mills. But the running back situation, is is there a baby boom boom or a baby bowl bust for Damian Pierce this week, Rob? I would say more towards boom. Um, I like Pierce a good amount this week. Uh, I'll probably have him a borderline top 10, top 12 in my rankings, I think. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I would I'd have no problem playing him. I think I saw two, and I don't know whether to – Rob, i got to ask you this. I don't know whether or not to trust what coaches say or not trust them. Because I'll hear one thing that they say, and then they do exactly the opposite on Sunday. But Lovey Smith seems to be the kind of guy who kind of tells you the truth, you know? And I could be wrong on my read about him, but he was in Chicago for a long time. And it just seems to be the guy that tells you the truth. And he said he wants to get Damian Pierce 20 touches per game for sure each and every week. Yeah, yeah. he. It. I think it does depend kind of more on coach to coach uh if you if you're uh trying to t- trust uh pete carroll on a uh injury report that's the, just that's the last spot to go he's he has a guy snap his leg and he's going to tell you that he, he's looking looking uh like he's probably going to be out there next week so yeah he he's that so it really is dependent on on coach but i think lovey smith is more of a trustworthy one um and i do think we've been seeing damian pierce get oh, plenty of touches every week uh 
I mean, he had a slow start after the like first week or two or whatever it was, but then since then they realized like this guy has a lot more juice. This guy has a lot more explosiveness than than Rex Burkhead. And I mean, Rex Burkhead's mm-hmm. just a solid, you know, he's a solid player. He's a veteran, solid veteran player. But Damian Pierce is definitely so much more explosive of a playmaker. This one, I think, is the biggest point total. Uh, the next game is the biggest point total out of all of them. Seattle at Los Angeles Chargers, fifty-one point total. This one is, and maybe Seattle's looking forward to this game. It was a you know interdivisional rivalry. I should have put that in my baby bowl calculator last week. So maybe since it, you know it was a division matchup and all, that's why the Seattle Arizona game wasn't quite as high scoring as we wanted it to be last week, Ryan. But this game looks like it has all all kind of fires up, fired up everything right here. All the cylinders, everything's going 100 miles an hour for the Seattle Los Angeles Chargers. Is there somebody I shouldn't play though in Bay Bowl? Somebody that would be I, I need to watch out for and be a little bit more hesitant on playing? Man, you got all the, I, I get all the hard questions, don't oh. I? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I, I am trying to think um, because I, I think it could be a game where everybody, you know, everybody explodes. I, I, I maybe the one that you might want to consider. Uh, staying away from is, is is like we talked about earlier the injuries you know uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen's been out for a while looking like he's mm-hmm. trying to target returning uh, I might give him a little bit to get warmed up you know he hasn't played since week one looked real great week one um, but he's probably the one guy I'm going to stay away from this week that's good I, regardless yeah. of what reports are because he may go stand on the sideline and even if he does play he may just play t- five snaps you know just one of those things with him and those yeah. soft tissue issues that he has what about you rob do you see anybody that i need to stay away from in this game ah oh, man this is another game i love but yeah it, it to to the point about to the point about uh about keenan too i wouldn't be surprised at all if they kind of don't play him a whole lot because it, it doesn't we were, we were talking about it a couple days ago on the uh dad bod uh episode and and it's kind of like i we don't understand why he's there even having him come back for this game they're pretty heavy favorites they have a good record and they have a bye next week like why not just let him take the week uh get even if you're even if you're 98 percent, just take the week don't re-aggravate it um and let him come back but if he does come back um obviously it's a boost for herbert and um so i mean really honestly i guess the only ones to steer clear of would be the seattle tight ends i guess i mean i because i (laughs) I, at this point i mean eckler i love as a play um kenneth walker good play lockett dk uh mike williams herbert gino all seattle Seattle gives up the second most points to t- uh, to running backs. So Austin mm-hmm. Eckler, it is a great week to play him right before a bye week too, like you said. So you know, get all the get get all the gas out of a system before he gets to be able to take a rest. And you're absolutely <laughs> wrong, Rob, about the tight ends this week over there in Seattle. <laughs> Remember it's tight end week, man. It's true. I forgot about tight end week. Well, this is Will Disley's. This is what he lives for. What like, about, this is true. Is it kind of Gerald Everett revenge week? Because he yeah, played yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of I've, I've realized there's a lot of tight end revenge weeks this week <laughs> and, and the schedule makers did it on purpose right i mean they had to oh they had hey, to. hey I, tight I, end week. See, 
I can tell you go to JFK University, this buddy, because this is now you're getting the conspiracies going. I love it. It's some real City. Illuminati stuff, man. <laughs> Kansas City at San Francisco is 48 and a half point total right here. Uh, should be should be a fun game. Should be a fun game. I can't see Kansas City losing two games in a row. But they are favored by two and a half on the road, which is weird because last week they were not favorites at home. So it's kind of a weird thing whenever you think about the what the way Vegas sees these teams anyway, and they don't see San Francisco anywhere near a Buffalo if that's the case. Uh, being Kansas City being favored this week, unfavored last week at home. Uh, San Francisco though is actually odd score has them for twenty seven points this week, and Kansas City only twenty one points. Which way are you leaning on this game? Who's going to win this game, Ryan? Because it's kind of you know two two high powered names anyway. No, I com- I completely agree. Kansas City, there's no way they're going to lose two weeks in a row. Uh, so uh, they're part of my parlay. That I have them as a lock. I mean, there's there's no way. Um, Although I, I do kind of wonder if, if maybe this hits the under. I mean, hmm, it, it's kind of weird because uh, San Francisco kind of makes their money a lot on the ground game. And, and uh, Mahomes might shut that down real quick and, and get up early. And then, you know, they're struggling to play catch up and score points. So I almost like the under on this game a little bit more uh, than, than uh, the over. Okay, I could see that, 48.5, even though every time you put Kansas City in an under, it's like, whoa, wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. But the question is, is San Francisco going to be able to score more than two touchdowns in this game? And then, uh, you know, you start doing the math, and you're like, well, that kind of puts it right there. Kansas City at 28 points, that's somewhere in that neighborhood anyway. So it seems like that that would work out a little bit well. I'm always scared to put Kansas City in an under, though, Ryan. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've won a lot of them because of that, though. I like okay. I look at my Kansas City uh, and, and I usually bet the under or over. They're they're one of my loves that I love looking at there where the lines at and and I win a lot of those uh, unders and overs on them. I seem to f- be okay, but uh, we'll see. So uh, you can okay. chastise me if they hit the over. No, no, I, I would never. I would never. I I am not a fantasy receipt guy at all. Right, I, I'm just not fantasy receipts guy at all. Rob Norton, when I when you look at this one, the San Francisco backfield does look like kind of a mess to me. Everyone's well, we keep wanting a little little Jackie Wilson Jr., Jeffrey Wilson Jr. to start doing a whole bunch of things, and he just never does them. He just and Tevin Coleman's in there getting getting carries for negative yards, and, and I just uh, I don't know what's going on. I thought the San Francisco 49er head coach was a running back guru, and it's not coming to fruition this year. Yeah, it was weird. Like last week's, I mean, Wilson had a few good games, but like last week was so weird. I think he had like negative yards or points or something. It was it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, he's been losing snap, uh, snap share and touch share as the weeks have gone on. So I'm not sure, you know, what's going on with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would steer clear of, of Jeff Wilson in this one. San Francisco, it sniffs to me like all these running backs that we keep hearing the names being floated out there as trade bait and everything, whether it's a Melvin Gordon, whether it's a Cam Makers, whether it's a CMC, uh, I, I just San Francisco needs that running back room to be filled up. And I know we've always talked about them being able to pick somebody up off the streets and be able to do it. It doesn't seem like that's happening anymore, whether that's an offensive line issue or whether that's a depleted talent issue in the running back room. I don't know. But I know that 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 this is, does not spell success for the San Francisco 49ers. And they have higher expectations than what they're getting right now uh, from the wide receiver room. 
Do we know which wide receiver Rob is going to come out of this Kansas City room this week? Did Juju really hmm. take a stranglehold of the the touches and the possessions last week? And will he be able to continue that this week? Oh, there, this is another tough one. Um, they Juju is always my favorite, I guess, if I have to choose one. Uh, although he has disappointed, you know, multiple weeks so far, and I do think it's just going to be kind of different guys every week uh, with Kelsey as the constant. But if I had to choose one, I would I would choose Juju. Okay. And Ryan, I got one question for you out of the wide receiving room because we know both know we're or we all know that we're going to play Kelsey and Kittle this weekend. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, a wide receiver room for San Francisco, should we think about putting a Debo or a Brandon Ayuk in there? Can Brandon Ayuk uh, do it for two weeks in a row with his you know success from last week? You know, if you are going to bet the over on this game, Ayuk is a is a player or or that you believe it'll hit the over. Ayuk's the guy that you might want to target. I mean, we all know Debo's probably going to have his game if they're going to be able to keep pace with the Chiefs. Uh, so Ayuk might be that second guy, you know. And and a lot of times you can see multiple people in the in games versus the Chiefs, uh, multiple receivers getting some points. So. Ayuk seems like he's out of the doghouse, at least for now, uh, although don't expect another 25-point game from him. (laughs) Not anytime soon. Maybe 25, uh, over or under 25 points for the rest of the season for Brandon Ayuk. You know, that's that's the question. (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. This game totals at 45. I think we got a Tua back this week. I think Tua is back this week, if I'm not mistaken. The Pittsburgh Steelers may still have Mitch Trubisky under center. I don't want to ask you, Rob, if you'd rather play a Mitch Trubisky or a Tua Tungvalua <laughs> this week. But the real question is, is who is going to be the biggest baby boom out of this entire game right here? Because there's a couple of Miami Dolphins you can choose from. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, Tyreek would be my favorite. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's just the most explosive. And we've seen like the, how, how big of games he's had with Tua and even with, with Teddy. So yeah, Tyreek would be my favorite. Um, and yeah, t- uh, Trubisky. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Watch it. Why not I know, get two weeks I know. in a row? I know. Right, two weeks on. with the we're Trubisky moving. slander. Uh, Ryan, wait, I'm stopping Rob from Trubisky bashing right now. Ryan, uh, Najee Harris has reports that he had a like steel plate in his shoe at, at the beginning of the year, and that's gone. So now is Najee Harris one of those running backs that we can count on for the rest of the season, because surely we don't want to count on him against the Miami Dolphins defense. Right. Um, so it, when I acquired Aaron Jones, I immediately flipped him for uh, Najee Harris um, oh. because of that. Yes, I, I like Najee. I, I think, you know, he's getting all the snaps. Uh, this is an offense that hasn't really been what people have wanted to it to be uh, with the inconsistency at quarterback. But I mean, Najee's got to turn it on, and and if he's starting to feel healthy and got that metal plate out of his shoe, you know what? I trust him. That that his shoe's going to be a lot lighter now. He's going to have some more burst in him. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Okay, all right, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Rob, when when it comes to the health of Jalen Waddle, I think he's got a little beat up shoulder. And and regardless of whether or not it's tight end Sunday this weekend or whatever, well, if Jalen Waddle is out, wouldn't Jaseki be another name that maybe we have to use for baby bowl purposes? If Jalen Waddle is out, just because then that consolidates the target share a little bit more towards his line of uh, flink, the, his line of target share. I don't know how to say that. It's getting later and later. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do think he's definitely becomes more viable. Um, 
that was the thing heading into the year was Gesicki, you know, was going to get squeezed out. And that's what we've seen most, most weeks until last week. Um, yeah, I'd keep an eye also on like the, uh, injury status of Durham Smythe, the other tight end. Uh, I know he was out last week and that allowed Gesicki to get on the field more as well. So yeah, if, if honestly, if, if both, uh, if Waddle does happen to end up sitting and, and Durham Smythe doesn't play and it's tight end week, I mean, that's the trifecta right there. That's a perfect trifecta. <laughs> I, I, speaking of perfect trifectas, did you guys see the look on Bill Belichick's face last week when that guy tried to give him the football? Did you guys see that? <laughs> that was yeah. so funny. <laughs> and I mean, it was an important ball too. Did he like try, tied uh, us Don, Don Shula or something? I don't know who he tied, but he's mm-hmm. like going for them. He may not be going for it, but he's hitting the plateaus of those most victories by a head coach ever. And so the game ball was kind of important. <laughs> he just didn't care. Started on to Chicago as yeah. soon as that game ended. On to Chicago. Yeah, on to Chicago. <laughs> that's right, on to Chicago, which it really disappoints me because I, I, Rob Norton, this is a perfect example of why we need to be able to put defenses in the baby bowl because hmm. this would be a great time to play the New England Patriot defense because you can't. Yep. I mean, other than Ramondre Stevens, I don't, I still don't know who you could play for the New England Patriots, and I don't know who you could play for the Chicago Bears, especially if it's raining against New England. You can't play anybody in this game but the New England Patriot defense and Ramondre Stevens. It's going to be a boring Monday night. For for us baby bowl participants, Rob Norton. Yeah, except for the people who uh, forget to, forget to set their lineup, which uh, <laughs> I don't I don't envy oh. those people this week. But I know oh, no. I know there will I know there will be. It's it's funny because I usually go through. I try to. I never want people to take zeros and like even though it takes a little bit of my time, I go I'll, I'll go through on Monday after like morning or afternoon while I'm at work if I get a if I get a, a lull in work, and I kind of look through and see if I see anyone that hadn't set their lineups. Then I'll try to you know message people and say hey you know you haven't set your lineup. Make sure you set a, set a lineup from the players tonight so you don't take a zero. Whew. This is this one. This one is not going to be a a fun one for for people to uh, stack the game of. <laughs> that's for sure. This game total is at thirty nine and a half. It is lower. It, it it is higher than the New York Jet Denver Bronco game, though. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, what, is, what does that say about them? <laughs> oh yeah. man. Oh, the Bears are the Bears are supposed to score seventeen points according to Art Shark, and the Jets were only supposed to score sixteen points according to Art Shark. And that is just I don't I don't understand this one, Ryan. This one's got you written all over it. The New England Patriots are favored by eight points. Do you see the Patriots covering that at home? Mm, I don't know. It's one I'm not too sure about. I I I think. They might not cover it because there might not be enough points to to score. You know, hmm. it, it, it could be like a like a fifteen to thirteen game or or twelve to nine. Well, <laughs> if Brandon Zappi's playing, oh, he's they're covering this. Okay, they're co- If Mac, it doesn't matter. They're they're covering this game. Uh, I, the only thing that makes me hesitant is that it's a Monday night game, and so usually them, you know, refer, those referees can make this one stay within eight points. You know, just <laughs> give New England that victory. They can make them stay within that eight you know? points. It's a Monday night game. It, it's something that they do. Uh, what can we say? Hey, great baby bowl podcast, and I always look forward to being able to talk to Ryan the Rye Bread over there on Twitter at Ryan the Rye Bread, and also subscribing to his YouTube channel Hawks Nest of Peak Performers, Ryan. And I appreciate you putting that on there and i know you're trying to make an effort to give everybody an opportunity to figure out ways to just better themselves so i appreciate that ryan 
Right. I love it. Yeah, appreciate that too. And and you you can also find it outside of YouTube. I'm on most places where podcasts are there. If you're not into the video, so Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor as well. Okay. All right. So it's all over the place. I look forward to listening to some of that, Ryan. I really do. And thank you so much for participating in the Baby Bull stuff. Hey, I love it. Love being here. Hopefully, I could come back again. Well, not before I win a week. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not hoping. No, I no, hey, I'll wish you best of luck. <laughs> I'll give you that. Hey, I don't mind. <laughs> Rob, can you believe that we talk to people all the way out in California at different times like this? We've talked to Hawaii people. We've talked to uh, uh, Californian people. I don't know who else we've talked to. I don't know where everybody is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of different. Denver, I think, was Jacob Dunn. I was trying to think. Uh, Canada, some Canada, I think. Oh, but no, yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's one of my favorite parts. Uh, you know, I'm I appreciate you giving the opportunity to do this every week and get the winners on and t- talk to different people. And you know, I want to thank Ryan as well for being a part of the Baby Bowl and being a huge part of it um, and getting to know him over the past couple of years and everything. He's a great guy. Got a lot of great stuff going on. So I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Hey, our pleasure, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you, Rob Norton, for everything you do, not only for this community, but also the fantasy football community and the community around you. I, I, can we sing happy birthday? Carson, that's your son's name, right? <laughs> Carson, okay. yeah, Carson. Uh, can we sing <laughs> happy birthday to Carson real quick? Can we do that, guys? Huh? I'll, I'll start us off. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Carson. Don't play that for the kid. He's going to have nightmares. As I say, I'm playing it first thing in the morning, right as he wakes up. Because that's how he's going to start his day tomorrow. (laughs) Daddy, can I listen to Babel? No, son, you'll be scared. You'll be scared if you listen to Babel podcast. Thank you, Rob. And check out Rob Norton's Twitter handle, at Norton0723 over on Twitter. You can follow me as well, at Lopenit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. But more importantly than all those other actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.